I'm Rita Meyer, and um, I um, retired from Rocky Mountain Power after about 10 years last February, uh, but I have come back to do some additional work uh, for Rocky Mountain Power as well as Terra Power. The Natrium Project is, is leading edge in the country. There is not another site uh, that is um, is, is no place else is citing a natrium reactor. Wyoming will be the first, which I find really, really exciting. Wyoming has not had nuclear power generation in the past, so this is a first. The technology is a new uh, technology. It's an advanced nuclear reactor, so it's different than the ones, I think there are about 90, maybe 90 um, nuclear power plants operating in the United States today, down from maybe 110 a few years ago. But they generate about 20% of the power, and a lot of people don't really know that, uh, that they're such a big part of the generation resource. The scope of the project is about a seven-year project. Uh, as you can understand, it takes a while to work through the grind of the regulatory side uh, and get things in place to actually have the uh, have the reactor uh, built and operating. That six to seven year time frame seems very aggressive even to me as I look at it, given the history we have with, um, you know, with uh, getting approval and the permitting process for something like um, a, a transmission line. Uh, that is by DOE standards. I mean, they, they, want, the, they want this project stood up uh, in that seven-year time frame. So we are under, as a company, Terra Power, is under a lot of pressure to get our side of this done and get the case in front of the um, in front of the regulatory agency so it can move forward. So I would say, yes, it's aggressive. Yes, I think about it a lot. It really is not going to have, at least at this point, a lot of fudge factor there to, to delay, 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 because we are under a microscope with the timeline. Hi, I'm Holly Krekka. I'm the executive director of the School of Energy Resources, and our mission is energy-driven economic development for the state of Wyoming. Um, part of our mission is supporting energy producers in the state. That's what we plan to do with this project. Um, as you've already heard, Wyoming hasn't had nuclear power before, so we haven't done a ton of work in the space of nuclear energy production. We have worked on uranium production. Wyoming has great uranium reserves. We're hopeful that down the line, this plant and then subsequent plants um, built on the same model can, can help regrow uranium production in the state. We don't have a nuclear energy or a nuclear engineering program here at UW, but you know the, the actual nuclear part of the plant is just one small piece and everyone gets stuck on that. But there's all this exciting stuff around us. We need chemical engineers, civil engineers, mechanical engineers. We need lawyers and uh, social scientists, all of the above. Um, one of the things that I think is really exciting about this plant is the thermal energy storage. So um, the plant actually creates heat and then that heat stores energy and that, that heat is used then to generate electricity. So there's this intermittent step in between um, in between the, the nuclear step and then the electricity production. And that's really important because as across the country as more renewables come onto the grid, we're going to need to have not just base load, but um, load following capability. And that's one thing this plant could do. So it's a 345 megawatt uh, facility, but it can ramp up and down and it can actually ramp up quite significantly to 500 megawatts or even higher and down to 100 megawatts. So that that is a really important capability that this adds. 
also when people hear about nuclear, there is kind of a gut reaction. Um, one, I, I would encourage everyone to look into the safety um, precautions that are taken as part of this plant. So um, a lot of the safety features of this particular plant are um, passive, meaning that if pumps fail, if electricity turns off, the plant remains safe. I think there's a lot of broader impacts um, and benefits to this plant. So I, I think we would we would all be remiss to think about this as just one plant. This is the first of a kind, but the intention is not to stop at one. This is something that could have global application. And so with the first plant being here, that first plant will, will mean a lot to the community in which it's placed in terms of jobs and uh, revenue. Um, however, we should think much more broadly about this technology and nuclear in general. I also think this having this plant here is going to really help the University of Wyoming and the community colleges stand up retraining centers and, and curriculum that's going to help support development of this technology and other novel and up-and-coming nuclear technologies over the long term. And then we all need to think about the opportunity for advanced manufacturing. If Wyoming manufacturers are on the ground with this first plant and learn how to make some of this, the, some of the pieces and components for this plant, then there's no reason we couldn't be a leader in this technology and export that equipment um, across the country and beyond. So there's a lot of opportunities as long as we get on the ball now. Um. With regards to the uranium, the fuel needed, um, I think we have the company, Terra Power, has been very, um, you know, very open about that with folks that have asked about Wyoming. Obviously, there are a lot of uranium reserves uh, in the state uh, that were producing uranium until a few years ago, and they're pretty much um, shut down now. Um, the fuel, obviously, doesn't come, uh, as I understand it, from here in the U.S. There may be some that's enriched here in the U.S., but it does come from other countries around the world. Um, so in, in working with the uranium folks, what we're saying is think long term. Uh, you, you know, to get a fuels enrichment facility takes a long time uh, to stand up. So don't think because we have all this uranium here uh, and it's a tremendous resource for the state in the long term, but we want you to think long-term, not about providing fuel for this uh, pilot reactor, but think about the tremendous market that can exist in the future uh, for fueling uh, what, what I, you know, what the company sees as many, many, many reactors in the future. I had somebody ask yesterday on a call, well, what, what kind of things do people need training on? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Well, we're talking about it because what we don't want to do is have energy spin off and start training on something where there won't be any jobs available. There certainly are now, but, but where those jobs won't be because there's very specialized training that's going to need to happen here. One of the big challenges is the energy mix has changed so quickly um, in recent, in the last decade compared to, you know, the previous decade. So it, it's changed really fast. It's been tough for the state. So there is no silver bullet. We have to do all of the above. We are continuing to produce coal. Uh, we are still first in the country in coal production. School of Energy Resources, we're looking at things. We know the traditional market for coal is in decline. So we're looking at new markets that are not energy related. We are, um, as a state, eighth in oil and gas production. Gas consumption in the U.S. has spiked. And um, 
and it is still very much a fuel in the mix. Oil, it is um, increased. Of course, it's very volatile in its prices, so it's going to contribute. The more we rely on oil, the more we're going to become a boom and bust state, which we already are. It's going to get worse. Um, wind is, um, we have a, a generation tax on wind that is helping to increase revenue to the state. Um, but none of these will, on their own, displace just the the revenue loss from the decline in coal that we've already seen. So we have to work on all of the above. And I would say it used to be with a utility, a regulated utility, you could really um, generate electricity with 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 whatever uh, fit that uh, without um, without a lot of pressure from the public to do something different. Uh, today, the public is much more demanding in what they want in terms of a general, in terms of a fuel source, if you will. And, and when I say fuel source, I also mean renewable wind or wind or solar. So um, it's it's almost as if customer preferences today versus you know 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, we have to operate, we have to be much more boutique in what we do offer in terms of the energy mix, but our eye always has to be on safe, reliable, and low cost. So one thing I think people should should understand is that what's going to be available in the future, some of the technologies don't really even exist yet. That's why groups like the School of Energy Resources work on really novel things like hydrogen energy, which could potentially provide seasonal no carbon energy storage or low carbon energy storage. I'd say historically, um, our as a state, our engagement and our relationship to nuclear has been a commodity, right? We produce the fuel, we produce uranium, and then it was exported and um, enriched and refined elsewhere. I think this plant could be an opportunity for us to start changing that, and that that would be our hope. And that's why we're so appreciative that we have, were engaged early by by Pacific Corp and Rocky Mountain Power and and uh, in this Terra Power project. Is this is this is our chance to um, to have some of that advanced manufacturing potentially and retraining options that that might help us as a state um, get away from only digging stuff up and shipping it out of the state. So that that would be a great outcome if we were able to be successful. And I think we are working on that in other areas as well. You know, the whole country has ridden on Wyoming's back for inter of energy production for a long time and they still do. And I think we should be proud of that. We explore a lot of things. Uh, I think about 80%, maybe 79% of the electricity we generate here is exported. Um, Rocky Mountain Power serves three states. We serve um, Utah, uh, Idaho, and, and sort of Wyoming. So, um, and then it's all fed into a big grid. So it's like six Western states that, that get fed something we produce here in Wyoming. So um, I am real excited about the future of the Nature and Project. I just want to see it be the first state-of-the-art reactor uh, built in the United States. And with regards to site selection, uh, that analysis is still ongoing. Um, and I would expect, well, certainly by the end of the year, and perhaps a month uh, before that, month or six weeks before that, there would be an announcement of site location. Now, remember, that is still a tentative, if you will, site location, because there are a lot of other uh, folks on regulatory side that come in and uh, maybe don't agree that that is the best place for uh, to site the Natrium project. So um, to be continued, I would say. On